Transcendent Tracks, a podcast that connects you with stories about music's powerful ability to impact our lives. I'm Daniel, your host and lifelong music lover. I talk with musicians, music scholars, music writers, and especially music fans to explore the tracks that have inspired and influenced them most. Musical duo Amy Ray and Emily Saliers have known each other since elementary school, and they began performing together as high school students in Decatur, Georgia. They took the name Indigo Girls while performing in college, and in the course of their 30-plus year career, they've also made a name for themselves through their active involvement in causes close to their hearts. Indigo Girls are typically categorized as either folk, folk rock, or somewhere in between. How their music gets described is usually a result of their unique approach to songwriting. With rare exceptions, they don't write songs together making each song reflective of Amy's or Emily's own particular musical aesthetic. An early bio written in the mid-1980s described them this way. Amy's songs are gutsy, powerful, and upbeat. Emily's are lyrical, jazzy, and more ballad-like. Since their 1989 debut, they've released 16 studio albums and cultivated a dedicated fan base, often as much for their music as for their own dedication to activism on a range of political and environmental issues. My guest today is Amy Fagan, host of the podcast Grounded in Maine and diehard Indigo Girls fan. Okay, Amy, welcome. Thank you so much for coming today and talking about the Indigo Girls. Oh my gosh, Danya, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) That is what I like to hear. All right, so tell me, since you've been waiting, how did you first discover the Indigo Girls? That is one of those things that I don't remember. Um, I grew up in a very musical family. I wanted to be a singer. My aunt is a singer songwriter and I was like, I wanna be just like her. I sang in choir my entire life. So I was all about harmony and I was a chorus girl. So I I don't know, they were sort of like the next level or like the rock version of choir sort of for me. Um, I'm kind of a music snob, like I don't listen to everything, but my, My grandmother was very, very cool, and she always had music playing, and she introduced me to a lot of music. But um, the year that Indigo Girls came out, I learned about them, and they actually were my first concert. I was still in high school. I grew up in the 70s, 80s, and so I'm, like, very folky. My family's very folk music-y. So I grew up with a lot of, like, Joni Mitchell and um, Van Morrison and James Taylor and, you know, stuff like that. And I learned about the Indigo Girls, and I was sold instantly. 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 They just do such great harmonies and it's not like if they're not like always perfect harmonies but the way that their their voices blend just they just melt me and i so they were my first concert and i think i can say honestly and this is kind of weird but every time i go to a music concert i cry like i literally am so excited to be there Mm -hmm. and then i'm so sad that it's going to be ending i don't know why i'm so like sappy about that but i just love I love live music. I love just being around good music. And I still like, I think I told you um, in an email, like I sent you a clip of um, Closer to Fine, which I'm totally honest is not my favorite song of theirs, Mm -hmm. but it is everyone else's favorite song of theirs. And just to listen to a live version of that. And when they cut out and let the audience sing, it just like, I get goosebumps and I get teary instantly. Like I'm not even there. I'm just listening. And it's still like, it just brings back that feeling. And for me, that is just, it's healing. And I keep, I've been saying that this year a lot, like 
the Indigo Girls music is healing for me. Um, we went to see Indigo Girls open up for Brandy Carlisle this August. It was an outdoor concert, which is the only reason I went. And oh, I could not even like, I cried so much. <laughs> I cried so much. And I really like I, I was telling you before we started um, recording that I'm like, I'm an old person. I'm not like a I'm not a big dancer. I just I literally I just want to sit in my chair. I want to enjoy the music. And everyone else shut up. Don't ruin this for me. But like <laughs> that concert, I'm standing up. I am dancing. I am screaming my head off. It was so good for me to be in that experience. Um, it, it has been years since I've been an Indigo Girls concert, but I have been to maybe eight or nine in my lifetime. Yeah, it's great that you went after not seeing them for so long and, you know, the first time since COVID started and just had so much fun. It's not like you just really both cried and had lots of fun and danced the entire time. So I needed that a lot of so fun. bad. I needed that so bad and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't sing in public anymore but I sang at that concert and that was like healing. So tell me what it is about the Indigo Girls that makes you such a loyal fan after 33 years, I think you said. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just, I love the music. I love that they are personally very different. So Indigo Girls are Amy Ray and Emily Salyers. Um, and Emily has a very classical style and you can tell the difference if you listen to the music like hers are a little bit more melodic and amy has a very um amy is kind of like country rock like she's definitely a little bit more um the word that I'm, i've got is like rustic but it's just like a more i don't know i mean she's just she's very rocky and she has a kind of gravelly voice and it's not like angry. It's just that she has a deeper voice for sure. Um, and I have a deeper voice singing. So I really connect with her. And as I was listing out my playlist, I was like, oh my gosh, those are all Amy songs. <laughs> but then, so I was like, I got to throw in some Emily because I love Emily. Um, but what I love about them is how different they are, how in love with each other's personalities. What I love is that they have great harmonies, but they're very passionate about causes. So I saw them in 97 on the Honor the Earth tour. They're very supportive of Native American causes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was that was definitely in support of that. But also same-sex marriage, the gay lesbian groups, um, they are very, very supportive and they have just paved the way really for a lot of musicians that were not mainstream back in the 80s. You know, it's just not something that you really would have seen. They made it cool. They made it okay. You know, it was just like, we make amazing music. It does not matter who we are, but we are going to use our celebrity to support what matters to us. They're so generous with their celebrity. And that moves me. That really, it just makes me love them more. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, even that 33 years later, they are still pumping out like kick-ass songs and just really, really great harmonies. And they still can move an audience. They still have it. And when they start playing their older songs, I mean, the audience has been around for that long. As long as I have, the audience has been there. And they just would do anything to hear 
them sing. Just like for me, people who love their music want to hear them sing it and they want to sing it, obviously. They love when they stop singing and let the audience sing. They make you feel like you are the reason that they're there. And that is, you know, I don't feel like that for a lot of musicians. I literally have not seen many bands in my life, but I've seen the Indigo Girls like seven or eight or nine times. And I've seen just a few other people live. What is your favorite Indigo Girls album? I'm going to say Nomads Indian Saints. Although now that I say that, I want to say Rites of Passage. But um, either of those two, they have a really cool variety. They're very similar, actually. When I was putting my list together, most of the songs were from those two albums. That tells you something then for sure. Yeah. So for someone who is not familiar with them or hasn't really listened to their music, do you have songs that you recommend? Oh boy, do I have songs to recommend. Yes. Um, get out the map 100%. It starts with a little, a little banjo playing and it's catchy. I don't think you can not love that song. Hammer and a Nail is a really good song for a newbie. Wood Song is a really great song for a newbie. Reunion is a great song. Um, Let It Be Me and World Falls. Uh, I like them a lot because they're in my singing range. And when I'm making jam on Sundays, I can really belt it out. And and it feels good to do that. Uh, if somebody is leans more rocky, I would definitely say the song Shame On You, the song Devotion, the song Strange Fire is one of my very favorites. Fugitive is amazing. Kid Fears is a really cool one because Kid Fears, um, the original song featured Michael Stipe from R.E.M. So that was a big boost for them. And also like Pushing the Needle Too Far is a really, really great one for someone who likes rock music. Um, for like an older crowd, they did a cover of the song Midnight Train to Georgia, which really? was, it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. All right, Amy, what Indigo Girls song would be on your personal soundtrack? Uh, we're saying one song? Uh, it doesn't have to be one song. It can be okay. a set of songs. Okay. All right. So my song list is going to have Get Out the Map because I love, love, love that banjo. Shame on You, I Love. Fugitive, I Love. The song Go, which I didn't mention before, it's just such a great song. Uh, Midnight Train to Georgia is definitely on my list. And then also, because I don't think linearly, um, Closer to Fine for a New Person, definitely recommend. It's everyone's favorite. Uh, so I would go with those. So Amy, is there anything else that you want to share today about the Indigo Girls? I just, I love about them that they have their own stuff going on on the side. Amy has her whole other band. She's making other albums. She's touring with another band. Emily has her whole, you know, life. And after 33 years, you know, they're still doing it together because they love each other and because they know that the world loves them and needs, needs that goodness in the world um, to, feel connected like i i just i feel so connected to them because they because of the music thing but also just so many things in life come back to inclusion i think for me for me um just 
everyone can be who they want to be. Everyone can be who they are and they're supported by folks that are musicians. I just, I don't know, something about them just makes me feel like at home. I just feel like I'm at home and, um, and I'm so glad that they're still performing because I just love, I love the feeling of being, um, being with them in concert and, you know, I know listening to them is still good, but I mean, hearing them live and being around them is, um, it's healing. It's just healing. I'm going to say it again. It's healing. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your favorite podcast app to stay up to date on episode releases. And if you have a friend that you think might enjoy this show, please share it with them. You can find links to episode resources in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me for Transcendent Tracks. I'll see you next time.